Chapter 30 Path of Resistance I went home. Really wasn't much else I could do. Couldn't go to work. What would I find? Would they know me? Would my office be there? No, I couldn't bring myself to enter the building. For all I knew, I would find the beach, the ocean waiting for me. And then what? Would I return to the box one day, tired, bored, lonely? That would be it. I would miss people. I would return to the box. Who would be waiting for me? Beowulf Drake? Ready to take me to market? No, I couldn't go back. So I went home. Or tried to, anyway. I didn't know what I was going to find. Would it be an empty apartment? I could just see it. Climb the stairs, open the door, find nothing. Empty floor, dirty carpet. An old black and white TV sitting all by itself. And in the bedroom, tired old mattress. Not even a real bed mattress. Just one of those futon things, minus the frame. Wrapped in a sheet, wrapped in an old sleeping bag, not even a blanket to call my own. That's what I would find if I was lucky, more likely. I would find a family living there like I never existed. Or I'd moved away, new people jumping at the chance to take my place, and nobody had to die. Simply disappear, forgot his job, abandoned his life, left his home... Or, to be more precise, have it forcefully taken away by one man standing in my doorway, speaking my name, giving me my name, as if I had not existed until that moment. I couldn't go back, so I went home. Dor was waiting, like he always did, like he never did anything, just sat there watching the world go by. I took the elevator, smelled like piss in the moment. Doors opened and I was home. Found my rooms, crawled into bed, or watched TV, it didn't matter. I was home. I always went home. Nowhere else for me to go. Even when I escaped, you know, left without an errand, just... Got up, stepped out, shouting over my shoulder at door so someone would know. I would wander the streets, no purpose, no direction, not even an errand, simply to preserve the illusion of freedom, if only for a little while. I would sit by the water, watch it flow, sweep, what did it matter? I would always go home. I could visit the museums, go to the zoo, catch a flick. 
No money, but that never stopped me. I discovered I could move among people and they would never notice me. Wasn't quite like turning invisible, but I'm not going to try and explain. So I didn't really go to many movies. Well, it kind of spoiled it. If I could walk past them without being noticed, I wasn't really doing normal stuff. I couldn't escape from the fact that the world wasn't what I always thought it was. I wanted a place to live, a home, a house, an apartment, anything, anywhere that wasn't under Del Morgan's roof, but I couldn't bring myself to try my own front door. You know, the place that used to be my home? Besides, I didn't have the key anymore. I would have had to have walked through the wall. If anyone lived there now, what would they think? How would they react to someone suddenly being in their living room? So I couldn't go back. I had to find something new, which raised a small problem. I didn't have any money. Easier to fix than you might think. You see, there are these things called ATMs. You walk up to one, flash your card, punch your code, and you've got access to your cash. Which means that if you've got the talent, you can rip one of those tin cans right open. Find yourself a stack of 20s. Well, first you got to remember to kill the electric. Smash the security camera. Easy. I could do it from a mile away. The only problem was that there are not too many apartment buildings that take cash. They definitely don't take stacks of $20 bills. So I found myself in some rat-infested $50-a-night hotel. They say they change the sheets once a week. Yeah, that worked for about an hour, sitting in that little room. Away from home, watching the scrawny little TV that the management provides. Adult stations are extra. I think the room was cheaper by the hour, but I'm not going to argue. It wasn't home. Who cared that it was mine? It wasn't mine. It wasn't even my money. I couldn't do it. I couldn't destroy another ATM. Gather more stacks of cash. It wasn't even the stealing that bothered me. And it did. It bothered me. No, the problem was that I had to rip open the ATM, which is something I simply couldn't do under normal circumstances. That's what I wanted. Normal circumstances. Some place where I didn't have to wonder if the spiders were on the move. Where I would never find frogs that much skin, and the only low-flying elephants I wanted to see were in a cartoon. Some place where Del Morgan and Hobbs didn't exist. And I would miss Hobbs. So I went home. Simply nowhere else for me to go which is where Del Morgan found me, in the billiard room. I ignored her. She watched. I was getting better. I wasn't in her league for landing shots, but I was improving. I was. What's on your mind, Drake? I watched my last shot find a hole, drifting like a gentle breeze, teetering, wobbling, on the edge of forever.
down. Didn't say anything. Only looked at her, holding the pull cue like Hobbes held her staff. Do you believe in God? I won't answer that. Why? Because you're not interested in my belief. You want my permission. You're looking to shortcut faith. Hang it on my words. There's a problem with that. Your faith will only be as strong as my voice. Faith is a personal and private thing. You must find your own, or else you are nothing. I will not take that away from you. Then explain something to me. This place. Who you are, you owe me that much. No. You took everything. My life, gone in an instant. You owe me something. Find your own way, Drake. I will not explain myself to you. You know, that's almost funny. When I was searching for Dragon's Breath, I was held captive by someone. He said he owned me, that I belonged to him, and I proved him wrong. I was never his slave, and all I had to do was... Never finish the thought. I was in too much pain. My stomach hurt like it was on fire. Doubled over, clutching at my gut. I thought it was going to burst. I couldn't breathe. Till Morgan had punched me. She had leapt the corner of the pool table so fast I never even saw her move. Fist connecting with stomach. Didn't even have time to flinch. Fist. My thoughts just double over, feeling like I was going to explode, gasping for air that wouldn't come. Her fist hovering before me. She grabbed my hair, jerking me upright. That made me cry out. Felt the tears in my eyes. Do not suggest a thing ever again. I crumpled to the floor, relieved. Curled around my stomach, trying to keep my insides from spilling onto the floor. I wanted to speak. Damn her. Demand my freedom, but I couldn't. My throat seized up, my tongue spasmed, and I assure you, if you've ever had a muscle cramp in your arm and your leg elsewhere, know that it is nothing compared to the pain of your tongue. I clutched at my jaw, trying to scream, unable to because my mouth was seized shut by the shuddering behind my lips. I never even noticed when Del Morgan left me there on the floor, curled around my pain. And I knew it was true. What Windermere had told me so long ago, that I could be free. All I had to do was ask. And it looked as if the asking would be much harder than one might think. And I knew she would kill me. She would strike me dead the second I demanded my freedom. Perchance it was her choice as to how to give me my freedom. And I realized that it was a coward's way out for her to kill me. I would be free. I would be nothing. I would win by surrendering my life. That was not what I wanted. I did not want the easy way out.
I would escape. I would survive. I would find a way to make Del Morgan suffer. More than anything else, I wanted my heart back. And I would, if it took me to the end of time. This audio recording of The Fearful Pygidian, Pitten the Tail on the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith D. Jones. All rights reserved.